Hi, I'm Carmen LaBerge. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Mornings with Carmen LaBerge. Helping you wake up, remembering this is our Father's world. This is Mornings with Carmen LaBerge on Faith Radio. This is hour two of Mornings with Carmen. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am Carmen LaBerge. It is Monday, the 3rd of January, 2022. Yep, going to have to start getting used to saying that. 2022. Um, I don't know about you. Feels like the last year went really fast. And I have kind of lost track a little bit of what happened in what year, in 2019 or 2020 or 2021. I don't know if anybody else is having like a little bit of a blur effect. Um, I, I just confess, I have not yet written our Christmas letter, which is now going to be a, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm going to try to get it out by the 12th day of Christmas, which means I still have a couple of days. So if I get the Christmas letter out by the last day of Christmas, then it will be a 12th day letter, which will be January 6th. And I'm thinking that I'm going to do it as like a redeeming January the 6th letter. How's that sound? Yeah, that's my, that's, that's my tactic I'm going to take. Um, here's my challenge. Like I have a hard time like remembering, did that happen in 2021 or did that actually happen in 2020 or maybe as far back as 2019? Because it's a little bit of a blur. I don't know about you, having a little bit of a blur in relationship to last year. So 2022, trying to get it into some clear focus and be clear headed about the year which now lies ahead. A couple of folks uh, tuned in earlier this morning as we were talking about um, dystopian views of of what's coming right it's a little it's kind of easy to look toward the horizon and say right there's not just a gathering storm like we can see the negative headlines in the year ahead um it's harder to see the positive headlines and so i recognize that um and one person you know asked well hey are you going to talk about betty white because you know she seems like a really positive person to talk about she was definitely uh anti-dystopian and so yeah i'll talk about betty white what do you want me to say Um, She died at nearly 100, and she now lives eternally apart from Christ, uh, uh, based on what we know about the choices she made in her own life and what she said about herself and her faith. And that that, that ought to be like a jaw-dropping, sobering fact that, that we now live with. So all the wonderful, positive, joyful attributes of Betty White in this life. So what? So what? What now? Where now? For all eternity. So John Madden uh, died at 85, Betty White at very, very nearly 100. What separates the two now? Christ. Madden was a confessing Christian. He lives eternally. So, too, does Betty White, but as far apart as the East is from the West. Now, you may say to yourself, wow, that is a way more sobering thought than I wanted on this Monday morning uh, right off in um, uh, at the beginning of January. I, I don't really have any 
other thought for the new year than than this thought. We make Christ known to others through our witness every single day toward the end that they would confess Christ, that they would see us as shiny and bright and through us to the one whose light we bear. That's it. We've got no other agenda. We've got no other reason to be uh, around doing what we're doing than to advance the gospel always and in all ways. We're going to read lots of headlines this year. We're going to read uh, lots of books. We're going to talk to lots of people. Ultimately, it all comes down to this. Are we bearing faithful witness to Christ? Are we helping other people meet him and see him and love him and follow him? We are his witnesses in this generation. We are alive for such a time as this. This is our mission and our commission. All right, all right, there you go. Uh, that's my, I don't know, very maybe inarticulate leadoff for this hour. Let's take a deep breath and ask ourselves, what um, is our Bible reading plan for 2021? Uh, I got a card at the end of the year that said, that's another year in the books. I think that's a good way to say it. Has it been a year in the book of books? Where in the book of books, the Bible, did you spend your time last year? Now that year is in the books. As we look forward to this new year, what's your Bible reading plan? Where in the word do you intend to be? We'll be right back. All right, we are going to read through the Bible in 2022. If you have not already joined us, please do so at MyFaithRadio.com. You just click there on the one-year Bible reading plan, and we're going to send you um, the reading plan and read through the Bible with you in 2022. Joining us this morning, Melissa Larson. She serves in the Ethnic Studies Department at the University of Northwestern St. Paul. She and her husband are also engaged in a ministry. You can find them at vineworks.gives. And let me just go ahead and tell you, I ordered some stuff this morning from Vineworks because it was so pretty. All right, Melissa, welcome to Mornings with Carmen. Thank you. I'm happy to be with you. Okay, steel drums and chisels and hammers. I got to tell you, pretty amazing artist, artistry um, happening in uh, in Haiti. Tell us a little bit about Vision Works or Vine Works. Yes, Vine Works. So we started Vine Works back in 2013 as after being there on a missions trip, my husband and I went and came home and realized we couldn't do nothing. There, We had to have something that we could be a part of. And so we found a way to provide um, jobs for people in Haiti where we're able to hire them and pay them up front for the work that they do. And then we bring their product back to the U.S. and sell it through our website. All right. Well, you've got one less nativity scene and one less uh, tree of life that's connected at the bottom and the top, because I thought well, that one was you. really stunning. Tell people like how they do this, because they're made out of steel drums and it's it's just beautiful. Yeah. So they, they use the materials they have and a lot of stuff that they are making for us for Christmas ornaments are made simply out of discarded materials. So these drums are sent to Haiti, you know, with oil in them. They take them out and flatten them and make them into beautiful artwork for us. So we have metal work that you can hang on the wall. 
Um, a lot of them are Bible verses or images, Christian images. Um, others are ornaments for the tree. Some they make out of cereal boxes where they're kind of shellacking the pieces together and making beautiful stars and crosses. So um, we love, we give them the creativity to come up with the designs and ideas and um, kind of have to tweak things a little bit. But yeah, it's beautiful. They make beautiful work. It's stunning. It's stunning. It reminded me of um, some work that I saw uh, when I was in Romania in 2000, and they were taking um, broken and then ultimately like crushed glass ornaments. You know those ornaments that fall off the tree and break when they hit the floor? They were taking those and then they were using, even down to the point of the dust, they were using it to make new things that, um, you know, were shiny and covered and glistening and then able to be hung on the tree. Like, it's just such a great idea. It's repurposeful. It's redemptive. um, And obviously it's it's actually helping people um, live well and have a livelihood right where they are. So I just wanted to thank you publicly for that. It's just awesome. Thank you. Thank you let's, very um, much. Let's, let's talk about mm-hmm. the Bible. Uh, 2021 is now, uh, as we say, another year in the books. So where were you in the Word? What books of the Bible did you spend your time in in 2021? I have had a plan. I've been reading through the Gospels. I teach a lot of um, exegetical courses where we go through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And so I have just been reading and rereading through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and this year, I'm going to have a different plan. I'm going to try to follow along with Faith Radio and do the year, the Bi- reading the Bible through a year. But part of what I really encourage my students at Northwestern with is if we are called to be followers of Jesus Christ, we need to know who we're following. And in order to know that, we need to get into the Word and see who this person is of Jesus Christ. What did he do? Where did he go? What did he say? And so for me, the Gospels was a very practical place for me to start just to kind of get... Um, more of an understanding of Jesus. And that's what I encourage them with as well. So for me in 2021, that's what I did to kind of stay grounded. Yeah. And then as we look at 2022, we're going to do a Bible reading plan. For those of you who don't have one yet, we'd invite you to join us in our reading through the Bible. You can find it at myfaithradio.com. Melissa Larson and I will be right back. I'm going to ask her why, why read the Bible? Like what's the point? And then Maybe, where where do you start if you've never read any of it? That's up next here on Mornings with Carmen. All right, we're talking with Melissa Larson. She's an adjunct professor at the University of Northwestern St. Paul. She teaches courses in the Bible, among other things. So here at the outset of 2022, we are all getting uh, together our plans, our Bible reading plans. You can join us at MyFaithRadio.com in our one-year Bible reading plan. But I certainly want you to be in the Word of God before you get out there into the world that God so loves. And so um, we're talking, we're going to talk uh, all year about where in the Word are you, and I want to know. So, Melissa, as we, yeah. um, you know, as we have this conversation as Christians, let's just establish, like, why do we read the Bible? That is a great question. And I'm always about figuring out your why before you make a decision. And I think um, we know from scripture that God promises his word never returns void, meaning each time we open up the Bible and we put the effort in to read it, he will speak to us through his Holy Spirit. And so we're reading the Bible to get to know who God is. And we're reading the Bible to allow the words to transform us and to change us. And 
you know, I think a lot of times we feel good about owning Bibles. In fact, I think in this culture, we probably have many Bibles on our shelves, but it's not owning a Bible that does the transformative work. It's opening the Bible. It's reading his word and really um, studying. And I think that's kind of a good point too. When we talk about reading through the Bible, we're not expecting people to study and understand every single verse. Of course, there's confusing passages and parts that they're not going to understand right away, but we're really working on the discipline of daily reading. And so we're, we're, it's a different focus. It's not so much studying as it is um, the meditation aspect of it. Mm. Um, I love that it never returns void. Like, right, God sends it forth for a purpose and it's going to accomplish its work. Um, if I recognize that God wants to work through his word in my life, um, then, you know, I'm going to approach it differently than I am just, you know, like reading a magazine, uh, you know, on the <clears throat> on the rack as I walk out of the grocery store. Right. Like there's a different kind of reading. I, I anticipate encountering God. I anticipate um, being able to see who God is and I anticipate being able to see myself like reflected, right? Like it's, it's, it's intended to be transformative. I think that's really important. Yeah. And I think just like people start the new year with a lot of uh, here, people have a word of the year and a word is often Mm. intention. And I think that's great. I think it's great to have intentions. The problem is sometimes we set ourselves up for um, failure. We, you know, we start real well in January with our exercise diet plans, reading through the Bible What we really want is longevity. We want to come up with a plan that works for us so that we set ourselves up for success. Because unfortunately, I think there's a lot of shame around the Bible, not knowing the Bible, not understanding the Bible. And I just want to say, as being a Bible professor, I'm still learning. I don't know it all. I don't have all the answers. I don't know every verse and understand it. I sometimes have to look up that address, you know, in the Bible. It says someplace in Matthew. And so I think just having that grace with ourselves to say, you know, we're all on this journey of faith and that's what it is. We're we're walking with Christ. We're learning. We're discovering new things about Him and ourselves. But it's opening ourselves up and submitting ourselves to what He wants to do with us this year. So I think as people start with this reading plan, if you get off course or you can't read the whole passage or goodness, if you don't understand the whole passage, that's okay. I think just like with a diet plan, the best place to start is just right where you are with the Bible that you own. No one needs to go buy a new one. There's actually free Bibles online. Um, There's free audio Bibles you can listen Mm -hmm. to. And just starting where you are and, and just getting into the practice. I think if you can get a plan in place, you can create a habit. So if you can pick a Bible, pick where you're going to start. We're going to do the reading plan with us and start in Genesis and Revelation or Matthew, excuse me, at the same time. Taking a passage from the New Testament, the Old Testament, a Proverbs, and a Psalm is a great way to read through the Bible in a year. Um, it is a lot. It's a lot to chew. It's a lot to bite off. But if you can pick a time that you can do it each day, I think you set yourself up for more success just creating that habit. Um, I know as a busy mom, my husband and I have nine kids, and when we they were all little running around our house, quiet time wasn't really quiet. I sort of read my Bible amongst the chaos and that's okay. That was my season of life at that time. I did what I could do, but I really wanted my kids to see me reading my Bible. And I really wanted to establish that habit for myself of regardless of what was going on around me, that I was still in God's word. That is awesome. Okay. Nine kids. We're going to have to return to that in just a second. <laughs> um, nine kids. That's a lot of people. Um, so if you're listening right now and you don't have a Bible, 
Um, you can download an app called YouVersion, and you, that's Y-O-U, um, YouVersion, and you can get a Bible right now. There is um, a ministry called Faith Comes by, he- by Hearing. If you go to faithcomesbyhearing.com or use their app, Faith Comes by Hearing, um, you can download a Bible in your own, not just your own language, but like your own social language. Um, and so I'm going to encourage you to hear and interact with God's Word in your heart language. Um, and it, it, Scripture says that faith comes by hearing and hearing um, the Word of God. And so I think that often as Westerners, we think that faith comes by reading, but faith actually comes by hearing. And so don't be afraid to read the Bible out loud, um, not only to yourself, but to those around you. Read it in community with others. Like if you're, if you're saying to yourself, there's no way I'll do this Bible reading plan or any Bible reading plan unless I do it with someone else. Well, great. Find someone else to read the Bible with. Um, that would be a wonderful uh, way to knit yourselves together as believers in, um, in community in a particular place. It also helps, I think, um, Melissa, with the hurdle that you that you acknowledged, which is we're all still learning. There's lots of stuff we have to look up. We're all on a journey of faith. We're walking, um, yes, in the Spirit, but we're also walking with one another. And so reading the Bible with other people, just opening the Word together is a really powerful uh, thing to do. Yeah, I agree. I agree. There's another free resource online called blueletterbible.com. And if you go there, you can type in any passage of Scripture, and it'll take you to the original language, whether it was written in Hebrew or Greek, and give you kind of some clarity around the words. Um, And so if people want to dig in, you really can do as much as you want, right? Each day there are some people who who really want to study and learn, and there's others who want it to be more meditative and spend more time memorizing Scripture and praying. And um, I think that's both work. Both are wonderful starts for the 2022 year. Okay, nine kids spanning in age currently from what to what? Currently from 17 to 33. Oh, all right. So are you an empty nester or is there still somebody at home? There's just one more left at home. So it's going to be a big transition year this year as she heads off to college in the fall. Wow, huge transition year. All right, we might have to um, talk more with you about that in the future. Will you come back? Yes, I would love to come back. Okay, good. So we have a listener who's just texted in who said there's an app called Through the Word that also offers plans and commentaries that they find helpful and it's free. So there you go. Lori, thank you so much for contributing that. Uh, Lori texted in at 877-933-2484. You can do so as well. Melissa Larson, thank you so very much. We look forward to talking with you again. Thank you. I enjoyed it very much. Likewise. All right. That's Melissa Larson. You can find her at the University of Northwestern St. Paul. You can also find her at vineworks.gives. Vineworks.gives. Really, really cool uh, ministry website that she and her husband have set up to come alongside um, uh, friends in Haiti and make meaningful work together. So there you go. All right. We'll be right back. So we all, um, well, I say we all know the Great Commission. Maybe you don't know the Great Commission. Um, So after Jesus rose from the dead, which Jesus rose from the dead, if that's news to you, um, maybe I should back up. So Jesus, whose birth we just celebrated at Christmas, he is the incarnate, in flesh, son, second member of the Trinity, 
so son of the living God. So Jesus is fully God and fully man, born in human flesh for a purpose. And that purpose was so that he might die an atoning sacrifice upon a cross. But he didn't stay dead. Three days later, um, he rose from the dead. So that is the resurrection. And that's what we're going to celebrate at Easter. So that's a little bit of a fast forward between now and Easter, Christmas to Easter. And after Jesus rose from the dead, he appeared to lots and lots of people. And then eventually, he is going to ascend into heaven, which is where he is right now, seated at the right hand of the Father. So here's what he says to his gathered disciples after his resurrection, but before he ascends into heaven. He's standing with the 11 disciples um, uh, on a mountain, and um, they're worshiping him. Some doubted. Matthew, uh, Matthew accounts for that. So now this is in Matthew chapter 28, verse 16 to 20, and we call this the Great Commission. Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, or remember, I'm with you always to the end of the age. That's the Great Commission. So Jesus, who has all authority in heaven and on earth, which is a pretty stunning and comprehensive uh, statement, by the way, he, he is then granting that authority to his followers by the power of the Holy Spirit and saying, go, go and make disciples of, of who? Of just some people, just the people you like, just the people in your family? No, no, all nations, all nations. This is the great commission of the good news of great joy for all people that Christ has come and Christ has died and Christ has risen and there is uh, newness of life available to everyone. How are all the nations going to know? How is the Great Commission going to be completed? You and I are first alive for such a time as this, and we now have the technology to do it. That conversation up next with Jeff Gowler from Global Media Outreach. We'll be right back. This is Max Locato. With Christ's resurrection, he poleaxed the devil and turned every grave into short-term housing. Heaven's angels were ready to celebrate, but the party would have to wait. Jesus wanted to cook fish tacos for his friends. He wanted to restore the heart and ministry of Peter. He perceived the layers of guilt and shame on the heart of his friend. Christ restored Peter with three personal commissions. Feed my lambs, tend my sheep, and feed my sheep. Jesus had work for Peter to do. The apostle was discouraged, but not disqualified. Have your fumbles and stumbles left you questioning your place in God's plan? If so, let this story remind you that Christ is not finished with you either. Jesus went on a search and rescue mission for Peter, and he will do the same for you. When we think about the Great Commission, we think about how we're going to go about sharing Jesus as we go. So as you go, make disciples. Well, only a disciple can make a disciple. Like, that's really important to acknowledge. And so we have to ask this question, like, am I a disciple of Jesus? What does that mean um, to be a follower of Jesus, to be a lifelong learner, uh, inviting the Holy Spirit, cooperating with the Holy Spirit? 
to actively bring my life into greater conformity with who Christ is. That's what a disciple is. And then a disciple wants other people to be disciples as well, to share the good news of Jesus um, with others. A person who is doing that uh, in active real time and helping others do it as well is Jeff Gowler. He is the president of Global Media Outreach. You can find them at globalmediaoutreach.com. Jeff, welcome back to Mornings with Carmen. Carmen, how are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Um, It is well with my soul, and I am really excited, (laughs) uh, really, really excited about what God is going to do in this new year. So let's let's just jump right in. Um, We have reminded everyone of the Great Commission, and so talk with me about the heart of God for people who do not yet know the good news, um, and then maybe your personal why. Wow, you set me up for a whole bunch of stuff there. How long do you have? Go go right ahead. Uh, Jump in, man. <laughs> well, you know, we we are called to share the good news of Jesus Christ with everyone on earth. But like you just said just a minute ago, we are also called to make disciples. And those are actually two totally different things. We've got to so, you know, that's what we try to do. We share the good news of Jesus Christ with hundreds of thousands of people a day. But but we also need to follow up. You know, in 1 Corinthians 3, it says, you know, Paul planted, Apollos watered, God saw the increase, you know. So we have to work on that part of it. We're really good at one thing for sure. We also work on uh, trying to trying to disciple people and get them, trying to minister to people, actually get them to become disciples. It's a fairly lengthy process in a lot of cases. So when you said... Um you know, you're sharing the gospel with hundreds of thousands of people every day. Um, There might be people listening right now who are like, that's not possible. That's not possible. Tell them how it is possible and where they can see a part of it happening in real time. Yeah, Carmen, you know, with the internet, it makes a lot of things possible that weren't uh, a long time ago. But, you know, through Google right now, we're able to reach about probably 250,000 people a day. We're ministering in uh, 12 different languages. We're ministering basically in every country. So that helps. We also have Facebook that we're working on. We're working on Instagram. We've got other social media channels that we're reaching people. And, you know, the interesting part is uh, so many of them are coming to us. We're not actually going out to them. We place an ad, but they're searching for something. In a lot of cases, what they're searching for is hope. And if you want to find hope, you can do that in, in all those different languages, we've got it translated, a gospel presentation where people can, uh, as they're searching, they'll see that site, they'll they'll read about the hope, maybe not the hope they were originally looking for, but the real hope, the hope of Jesus Christ, and they're able to uh, make a decision for Christ, and then we can do follow-up with them. If, as a matter of fact, you were asking about where they can see it, if they were to go to globalmediaoutreach.com or .org, Scroll down just a little bit. There's actually a live map on there. If you went down to to live map, watch it live, um, you would actually see what's happening in real time on our Google sites, which is about 50% or so of what we will actually do in a day. It's amazing. And let me just tell you, if you start, then you're just like transfixed and you're just so excited. You're like, wow, the gospel is being shared there and there and there and there. And somebody's responding there and there and there. And then there's people all over the world being actively discipled by these online mentors and missionaries. It's amazing. And it's totally exciting. And if you are listening right now and you're like, I need some good news about 
the way the gospel is advancing, I need I need some some sense of hope that the Great Commission is being fulfilled in our day, in real time. Go to globalmediaoutreach.com. Scroll down on the page until you see the um, the link to the live map or watch it live. Um, and let me just tell you, it's kind of addictive to just sit there and watch and be praying. Like, it's so exciting that the gospel continues to really transform real people in real time when they are offered the real truth of who Jesus is. Like, there is hope for the hopeless. And I know that... Um, that for you, Jeff, like that's really what's going on here, right? People are really desperate. They are genuinely without hope, and Jesus is the real hope. So maybe just share like your your why related to this. What's your why? Well, Carmen, first let me uh, let me just tag on to what you've been talking about this morning about Bible reading. And when you one of the interesting things is when you get onto that site that you just mentioned, the watch it live. Uh, as you scroll down, you'll actually have an opportunity to download a free Bible. So we actually offer people at every every location they go to an opportunity to get into the Word of God. And we use the same sites you were talking about, version, Faith Comes by Hearing, and offer them an opportunity at 1,800 different languages. People can get the Bible downloaded. So that's really cool. What's my why? Um, uh, wow, that, it, that's not hard. It's just hard to answer. Um, you know, we're called to, to reach people. We're called to share our faith. But um, I got to tell you, a couple events have made it, made this more real to me than ever before. One is my brother, who I led to Christ when he was a kid, still lost hope, and he took his own life. And I, feel, I, I know that the enemy seeks to steal, kill, and destroy. The enemy is unrelenting, even in believers' lives. And my brother lost hope. He was plagued with with shame, guilt, and he couldn't get out of that spot. And this became real just about a year ago when he took his own life. And, you know, the other day, I live in Colorado. I was 70 miles away from the fires that took almost a thousand houses. The pictures I was seeing on the TV were just unbelievable. Just fire in the dark, blocks and blocks of fire. And I'm just imagining how bad, how bad is it going to be for those that don't have hope? Mm. What do they actually have to live for? You mentioned Betty White. Her life's over here on earth, but what she's got to face right now has got to be miserable. And we've got the opportunity to share the hope of Jesus Christ, eternal life with people. And we, we need to do that. We, we have to do that. It's, it's incumbent upon us to, do, to share Jesus Christ with people, share our story, share our faith. It's not that hard to do. Share what we've already got. Amen. Share what we've already got. Um, Jeff, first of all, um, you know, thank you for your willingness to be so transparent and to share. I um, I cannot imagine um, the grief you bear um, related to the loss of your brother, but also the hope you have, um, you know, that he is in Christ and with Christ. And as grievous as death is, um, we do not grieve as those who have no hope. And I know you know that and know you rest in that hope. Um, right. Friends, the... The enemy is unrelenting, and the enemy um, today is um, is robbing people of their joy and their hope. 
Um, and we are the people of hope, and we are the people um, of the good news of the gospel. And global media outreach is one way that uh, Christians are using technology to pioneer online evangelism and discipleship, harnessing the power of uh, of technology to fulfill the Great Commission. It is possible not only in our lifetime, but like within the next decade. So we're going to continue our conversation with Jeff Gowler from Global Media Outreach in just a moment. You can check it out at globalmediaoutreach.org or .com. We'll be right back. All right, we're continuing our conversation with Jeff Gowler. He is the president of Global Media Outreach. You can find them at globalmediaoutreach.org. Um, Jeff, we have uh, a, a friend um, online who is saying, all right, I, I'm not sure I still understand, like, what are they doing and can I, like, see it? So can you share with us um, maybe an example, you know, if there's a person out there who is, um, you know, like, through their phone knows that they are anxious and having questions uh, that they're fearful because our phone knows everything. Like, you know, like ev- everybody seems to know when I wake up on the wrong side of the bed um, because I get mattress ads. I'm like, I don't even know how that works, but it happens. So you guys are harnessing all of that technology to present an opportunity at the bottom of the screen or along the side of someone's screen that just asks a simple question like, you know, afraid or lonely or whatever, and they're clicking on that. Can you give people an example of how that works? Uh, yeah, there's there's many ways that it, can, that it can work. We operate probably at any given time maybe 110 different websites on the Internet. Um, people searching for fear, you know, I think it's about fear. How do I get rid of fear? How do I get fear out of my life? How do I uh, – or anxiety, uncertainty about the future – divorce, suicide, different things like that, and they're searching for answers. So as you're searching for that, as you do a Google search, they'll bring up all kinds of different uh, options for you to click on. We actually pay for ads. So we uh, we pay for the ads that we put on there, and uh, we're usually up around the top when you're around the world. In the U.S., it's a little, little more difficult, but we minister ma- mainly around the world. But uh, people are able to get on there and find answers. I uh, actually emailed you a site just a second ago um, that you could actually get on to see a, a real ad that's on online right now for hope. Um, and so if you do to... God Life here, I'm going to give it to people. <clears throat> yes. Godlife.com. And then you got to do backslash E-N, so that's going to be English, backslash gospel, backslash fear. I know that's a lot, so if you want to, um, if you want me to send you the URL, just text me at 877-933-2484, which you've already got loaded into your phones, and I'll send you that link. But it's godlife.com, backslash E-N, backslash gospel, backslash fear. And that way you can see, like, what a person who would be actively, you know, searching the word fear like they typed that into their Google search engine, um, and this is going to populate um, close to the top of their, you know, like options in terms of what they're going to click on for, you know, an answer to the question about dealing with fear. And obviously it's going to eventually lead them to to Jesus. Yeah, as you go through that process in there, anybody could actually do that if they wanted to. They could, they could go in there, use that. That would be a live site that someone, if they got on there and they were— 
they were searching for answers to fear also right now. I mean, you could go to that site for, and you could click down on the bottom, and you would be responded to by one of our online missionaries. And that's the process that a seeker would go through when they're, uh, when they're looking for answers to fear. We give them an option. The option's Jesus. But we give them that option to go and to search out Jesus. Amen. All right, I'm, I'm, now, I'm now sending the URL out to all the people who have texted in. So, um, so talk with us, in addition to it happening this way, it's also happening um, like on Facebook, it's happening on Instagram, it's happening on other social media um, sites or, or platforms. I think that's more intuitively the way people imagine that artificial intelligence, um, the way that you would find me, that global media outreach would find me in social environments, right? And so they're coming, they're knocking on the the door of the gospel. They just don't know they're knocking on the door of the gospel. And so you guys are like standing there saying, hey, if this is what you're looking for, this is this is who Jesus is. Well, that's right. That's the difference really in, in trying, if I was looking at... Uh, going door to door, home to home, and sharing something that people may or may not want to hear at that, at that time. With, uh, with the way people are able to search now on the Internet, whether it be in Facebook or Google or whatever, uh, they are actually coming looking for what's at, what we have out there. So we do have a more receptive audience in a lot of cases because they're searching for something, and we've, we've got it sitting there waiting for them. So that, that that does make things a lot easier to get responses from people. Um, so this all sounds very, very expensive. Um, tell people, you know, because of the way technology works and because it's a technology done at scale, this is really extraordinary. So we're talking about more than 2 billion with a B gospel presentations. And we're talking about hundreds of thousands of people every single day. Um, and we're talking about people coming to Jesus, like making real commitments and then being actively discipled, all at a cost of what, Jeff? Well, we like to tell people that all in our cost is about 10 cents to reach a person. Uh, because of the efficiencies of the Internet, we actually last year, we just finished off the year, we got it down to five cents a person, where we can actually share the good news of Jesus Christ with people and do follow-up. So it, it really is a it's a very efficient way to share the gospel. That's how you can reach so many people every day. We yeah, reached that's 168 in, million people last year. That's incredible, right? I mean, 168 million people um, in a year is extraordinary. The efficiency of this is extraordinary. Um, what do you say to the skeptics? Like, you know, there, there's there's definitely skeptics out there. What do you say to them? Well, we always have, there's always skeptics that, you know, is this real? Um, is it, is it, are you really doing this? How do you track it? And one of the nice things about uh, the internet, about technology, is that this all gets tracked by somebody else. It's not us. It, we get reported back to by Google, by Facebook, telling us what actually happened, which is nice, you know, because we, we don't have to go out and prove it. So that that's a really cool story. But, you know, the what we're supposed to do, is share our faith. We're supposed to give people that hope. We're supposed to, we're supposed to give them an opportunity to hear about Jesus Christ. And we do that. The Holy Spirit then works through them. So we do our part 
the Holy Spirit does his part. Together, we're working together right now to lead people to a relationship with Jesus Christ, to disciple them, and to make lifelong disciples out of people. Yeah, I um, and brothers and sisters in Christ for all eternity. I love it. Um, Jeff knows that I love what he's doing um, so much that I am working to co-author a book about global media outreach with the uh, founder, Walt Wilson. So hopefully later this year, we're going to be able to give people uh, a hands-on resource so they can not only learn more, but share it with others. In the meantime, Jeff, keep up the good work. Thank you for everything that you're doing. The website is globalmediaoutreach.com. Jeff, thank you so much. Blessings on you, brother. Thanks, Carmen. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. All right, friends, the Great Commission is our commission for 2022. Um, I want you to know, and then I want you to join me in sharing the good news of great joy for all people. Here it is. Jesus Christ has come. He is good. He is gracious. His mercy is all-sufficient. His love is everlasting. He came to reveal the Father's love. He came to satisfy the Father's holiness on our behalf. He came to do for us what we could not do for ourselves. He is hope. He is joy. He is love everlasting. He came to die that we might live redeemed, full, eternal lives to the glory of God. Yes, he came as the very peace which passes all understanding in the midst of whatever the world dishes out. Whatever 2022 may be, I pray that for you, it is the year of the Lord. It is certainly the year of the Lord's favor in your life. So thanks for being here. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to this podcast of Mornings with Carmen LaBurge from Faith Radio. If you haven't, you can subscribe to automatically receive the podcast through iTunes or the Google Play Music app. That way you never miss an episode. It's also available anytime at MyFaithRadio.com.